Hmm. It's giving shade. It's giving dirty. It's giving what if. Hey listeners, before we jump in today, I would like to share a disclaimer. The views and opinions in this podcast episode are 100% strictly my own. They do not reflect any professional organization, business, or board with which I am associated. The content of this podcast is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of It's Giving What If. It's me, Albs, and I am here today with a pretty amazing human that you are going to meet. So let's introduce Siege the Troll. Hey Siege, welcome. How are you? Hello, hello. Good. How are you? Good, good. Just good, kind good, of good. recovering. I uh, went on my honeymoon, and so like yes. I was in Hawaii, and I felt like it was another country. But I'm back in the U.S., and it is cold. So yeah, it is a significant difference for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like this morning when I got up. It was so foggy outside. I was like, "Where am I?" Yeah, I. This weather is like not the vibe like it is making me so sleepy and it's like it looks like the weather from twilight outside it does it looks like we got transferred to forks (laughs) literally like so um, we like to kind of start with like a um bitch session and just kind of get it out of the way so like what's been something that's been hella annoying to you that you just want to get off your chest you know what? Speaking of the weather, I was thinking about it and I had no clue what it was going to be until people don't know how to drive. Exactly. Oh my God. Anybody that knows me knows that I have the worst road rage ever. <laughs> like, I'm a rather like common, peaceful person most of the time that's just there for the vibe. Unless I'm behind the wheel, then I will scream. Really? Scream and yell. It drives me crazy. My mama always said, some people's kids, and I believe that fully on the road every single time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Road rage is my, like, my, like, red flag, because that shit drives me crazy. People need to learn how to drive is my, like, complaint lately. What um, triggers you the most on the road? Because there's a lot of crazy shit out there. But what is, like, the top, top thing? People that don't understand that, like, the lane all the way on the left is meant to pass people. (laughs) Get the hell out of my way if you're going slower than anybody else. Like, (laughs) no, that drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Why would you go to the left lane to be slow? Like, doesn't make sense to get in my way is what yeah. you're doing <laughs> yeah it it drives me batty uh and then just like slow drivers like if you're going yeah. 10 below the speed limit move yeah I, throw I, your blinkers on get in the other lane and let me move <laughs> get out of my way yes oh my gosh have you like do you honk at them do you cuss at them like what's it typically like uh, both yes all the above d nice. i I am the worst, actually. <laughs> I, like, will honk if you do something dumb. Like, if you pull out in front of me, I will honk. Um, I will cuss you out. Uh, you will get called inappropriate words. Uh, and I will mean them. I will mean them. A hundred percent. One thousand percent. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty funny. Because, like, in, like, the times that I've seen you, you're so, like, 
even keel, so calm, so peaceful. Like you just carry this like ooze of like peace. And I'm like, I cannot picture you like losing your shit. It's our one time that I can like, I give myself to like, fuck you, you dumb bitch. Like it, it, it'll drive me batty. Like I think that's an agreeable statement unless I'm behind the wheel. Okay. I would have to say. Okay. Yeah. For sure. How, like what percentage of the times that you get behind the wheel would you say that you have to honk at a stupid person? 10%. Oh, 10%? I think... I think, like, yeah, 10% is fair, because I'm not just, like, slamming my hand on the horn 24-7, but, like, 10%, yeah, one out of 10 times, I'd probably honk at somebody. Okay. That's For some reason where I live, people love to pull out in front of you. I feel like honking at a one out of every 10 people that's in front of you is probably bad. Oh, okay, I thought you meant one out of, like, 10 times you get behind the wheel. I mean, like, that's still pretty bad, though. Like, one out of every ten times I get behind the wheel, like, people are pissing me the hell off. True. Yeah. Maybe people just don't know how to drive, and that's yeah. an equally understandable annoyance. Yeah. Have you driven I mean, any I, other cities? Um, Dallas, yes. Like, big cities, obviously. Um, aside from that, no. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, Dallas, I hear, is, like, that's a beast. Um yeah. But honestly, I don't feel like I get road rage that bad in Dallas because people know how to, like, speed. <laughs> true, true. Honestly. Yeah, that's so true. Because I'm like a, can you move or drive? Like, <laughs> the speed limit, you get a ticket at nine over. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Like, there's just some people that are not meant to drive. Like, I'm like... Why are you on the road? You're being hella stupid. Like, get off, you know? Mm-mm. And also, controversial topic, sue me. But I think you should have to get a driver's taste exam taken again every, like, 10, 15 years. Like, yeah. it comes yeah. to a point where I feel like some people should not be on the road. As yeah. someone that works in a retail setting where the people need help with their phones all the time, not pointing out a specific demographic, <laughs> some of those people should not be able to drive, Yeah, is all I'm saying. No, and that would, like, weed out some of those, like, terrible drivers. Because, like, you're right. Like, it's a huge responsibility to get behind the wheel and, like, trust that this person can actually drive and not just, like, plow people over or, like, drive like an idiot. No, for real. I fully think that people should be retested for driving. Especially, like, after the age of, like, 75. (laughs) (laughs) I would say maybe, like, 65. Start testing them at 65. You know, you're retiring. Even better. 55. I think people need to be tested at 35, 25. Oh <laughs> Shit, I should have been retested after I had a driver's exam at 25. Oh, I love that. Um, so, like, I I used to kind of be like you, but, like, then I started getting scared because I heard, like, people pull out, like, guns on people. Like, you never know what crazy motherfuckers in that car. So... Here's the thing. I only do it at I don't do it at night. <laughs> 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 okay. I have to be able to see my surroundings. Okay, that's fair. I feel like road rage for me only exists during the day because, like, <laughs> that's when the idiots are out. I don't know okay. how to explain it. I mean, people are always idiots, but... Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Okay, so I guess, uh, listeners, just watch out for Siege during the day if you're uh-huh. out there having, like, an idiot move out of the way. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm, I drive a bright green Jeep. It's hard to miss. You 
Just stay out of the way. Does it say siege on it? You know, I've been debating on it. That or like putting some like hearts and stars all over it. Yeah. That's like my favorite shape. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So for me, one thing that's been super annoying, yes. and I saw a lot of this on um, my honeymoon, was people who are like fucking entitled. Like they just think that the world belongs to them and like you can't like you you take things from them you know so like the big like i saw it twice that really stand out but like so we got into the hot tub and there were two other couples in the hot tub my husband and i were you know we sat there but there was like really no seat it was in the middle so we just kind of sat there then this couple straight couple of course gets out and we're like well let's go sit over there because we're in the middle of this and so like we sit down then the girl comes back she sits where we were then her man comes back and he's like what the fuck? Like he looks at her and she's like, why? He's like, and he like points at us. Like I could see him from the side of my, like, like I point at us. Like, why are, like, why are you here? Why are they there? And she's like, we left it, You know, like we, we, we left. And I'm like, did he really think he was going to leave for like 10 minutes and then come back to a fucking public hot tub and have his name written there so he can sit in it. It's like not RSVP. Like what, what the hell? Like, yeah. No, literally. And like, entitlement drives it. Oh, uh, yeah. No. And I, my husband was like, I'm going to say something. I was like, no, I try to be like peaceful about it. Cause like, you never know. People are stupid. And like, I'm just like, it's not worth it. Like, does he really want this, you know, this spot? Like, is it going to make him happier at the end of the day to sit where he sat? Like, what are we in first grade? You know, like, come on. Literally, people are so childish. I, yeah. my store is in Edmond. And you want to talk about the, like, the pinnacle of entitlement. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, no, that's a real big pet peeve. People love to be entitled. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Especially, like you said, in retail, I feel like there's also this, like, extra layer of them, like, I owe you, you owe me because I'm paying or, like, I don't know, just, like, this weird, like, shit that needs to be checked at the door. Yeah, and I will check it at the door. <laughs> I it drives me batty, but yeah, no, like you do not have a a name tag, babe. No, this is a public hot tub. Exactly, and like the same thing happened on this cruise. We like we went on a river cruise. We got off on a spot. We like did this little hike, and then like we came back on the cruise. This old lady was like, like she saw the people were obviously where she was sitting, and she's like, oh, they took our spot. And she kept saying it loud so that they could hear her. And then she kept side-eyeing them. And I'm like, ma'am, it's a fucking seat. Just sit down. Like, you're you're sitting. Like, what are you going to do? Like, it's a fucking group. Like, girl, you moved. You right. fucking moved. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like at some point in, like, preschool, you learn, like, your spot is not yours for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> move around. Yeah. No, literally. And if you didn't, then entitlement probably is enrolled in in yeah oh yeah in that somewhere it's in that chasm <laughs> when i would almost like venture out to say that those are the idiots that are on the road that you're honking at no i think so too they don't <laughs> it's the people that don't i think i get rage over things in the terms of like not thinking of other people Mm-hmm. like just in the way of like oh there's other people on the road or like oh there's other people in this hot tub <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that's what drives me batty 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's move yeah, on yeah. to my favorite game. It's called What If, just like the podcast, I love to ask what if questions. And so the first one is, what if a fabulous, larger-than-life drag queen became the president and every state of the union was required to have a glitter parade to celebrate diversity? Like, what would, like, what would you do? Or what would you, like, say would be some absolute things that need to happen? Um, I think for anybody that says that it needs to be biodegradable glitter, um, they'll <laughs> be fine. Um, it has to be real glitter. It does not sparkle the same. Fight me otherwise. Period. Um, I would have to say that don't we don't need like a like there's like a 34 float minimum like <laughs> a 30 float minimum 30 float minimum because like you know that they these gays can make floats for hours yes so like yes. i'm not trying to sit through that yeah um i think it's something like a fantastic idea yeah well, you know, and I, you bring up a good point. Like, I feel like there's such an attack on glitter. Like, why? Like, I don't understand why people hate on it so much. It just, you know, fun. my use, my like non-use of glitter, it's like, it's already made. It's already on the counter. <laughs> like, I, I can't stop glitter from being made. Somebody go fight those like resin cup bitches yeah. um, and tell them to stop using glitter because I'm not. Yeah. Um, I use so much of it. But like, I don't know, the world's fucked. <laughs> I made this joke the other day that I'm the reason that the rainbow fish exists. Uh and that wasn't <laughs> like a rain a rainbow scale. It was just like glitter lodged in it. Yeah. Um, I I use so much glitter on my face. I literally use these like aerosol cans of glitter when oh. I do like this. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly they're probably so bad for the environment but like I used to be real big on that like not using like the I didn't want to use the glitter and stuff like that yeah and now I'm like listen <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all anymore it's ingrained into my body literally and physically so like I may have allegedly depending on the statute of limitation um when I used to allegedly go out um to what was formerly the cope what was formerly the copa now the living room um well now formerly the living room now oh, the, uh that? it's called the county line oh that's right yes the county line um, that's yeah that's that's history there <laughs> 19 like, 19 name changes later right which Interesting. Okay, I'm, I I totally did not know that. I thought because the cut, I thought the county line was the one across from it, but I guess it's no. Not. That's that was called the finish line. Finish line. Really open that back up yet? And I don't think wow. it'll be called the finish line. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. So when we would go out, um, we would allegedly bring little bags of glitter, um, and like you know, because like Kesha was big when like. Uh, we would go out. I'm, I'm that old. Um, and so, like, you know, like, I think it was on Blow. She would, or no, Take It uh, Off. Like, she would talk about glitter both. all over the floor and Blow. Yeah. And so, like, we would take our bags, and anytime Kesha would come on, we just throw handfuls in the air. Hopefully nobody's eyes got, like, damaged um, in the past. But, like, I'm sure the people at the Copa hated us cleaning that up at the end of the night. But, like, 
it was fun. Yeah. That glitter is probably still on the floorboards to this day. Probably. Um, probably. It, I, you know, they'll be okay. That's <laughs> uh, probably not the worst thing that they had to sleep up off that floor. Um, uh, no, no. No, not at all. No. And on that same subject of like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get like cornea damage from glitter. <laughs> I'm convinced. I every time I put my contacts in, there is glitter in it. Oh no! And I just, I just can't solve that. And so, it's just past the point. I, I am glitter. I'm like ten percent glitter now. You are. Oh. And my you God. know, if we're gonna die from something, I'll, I'll let glitter be it. You know. Glitter poisoning in your blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like an iron poisoning or something from like the or like a tin poisoning, whatever freaking glitter is made out of. It's made out of like plastic, and I forget what else because we looked it up. I mean, it's like, plastic, but yeah, I think it's plastic. But like you know, there is that like very fine glitter, but it's just like not the same. Like it's, I don't know. No, you you just can't just glitter. Don't be glittering without plastic. No. I don't know what to do about it. The edible glitter is really cool though. Have you ever used the edible one? No. I wonder if that would be better for my face. Well, I don't know if it works on the face, but like in drinks. Put it in your drinks, and then you're just like, everything you're drinking is glittery. I I think that if I had any more glitter to this household, I'm at my max. True, true. Do you ever I do like a glitter beard? I did that. The Okay, do you want to talk about putting glitter into the atmosphere? How, how else do you go to get a glitter beard off? You just literally wash it off. Like, there's yeah. no other way of getting that off. I did it for a little while, and I loved it. It looked so good. There's a picture on my Instagram where I have, like, a gold – it's, like, golden brown glitter, and then oh. I have, like – it's, like, stars mixed in. Oh, nice. And I love the way it looks, but I was literally just washing, like, ch- chunks of glitter, like – like this big of glitter down my like, let's see, oh. like big old oh. chunks of glitter wow. down the like sink, and I was like, I can't like catch it or anything. <laughs> like, there's oh, yeah. no way to get this off without like, and so uh, yeah, I didn't do that anymore. <laughs> I could see why. And like, it's a little bit of work, but like, I it's worth the payoff, but also. <laughs> it's just washing like plastic down the sink. Exactly. Poor and fish. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. The fish. No, that's where the little rainbow fish came from. It was oh, not true. scales. It was mutated. It was like lodged glitter <laughs> off in its scales. That's pollution, oh. baby. Well, there you go. That's we all have... I feel like it was. <laughs> You're keeping them alive, so that's that's all that. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, that little book wouldn't be a sensation. I think. Exactly. That's I why it was a hit. Yeah, yeah, the glitter scales. Um, you okay, know, you gotta keep generations going. <laughs> Another question: What if you received an anonymous message with undeniable evidence that your closest friend or family member was a ruthless serial killer? That's not my business. <laughs> You're just gonna cover it up. You're like, eh. don't get me involved. That's not my business. Who's telling what, me that? What if they potentially would be coming for you? Mm, I feel like if they were like a serial killer, they're not gonna go for someone close to them. I thought that I thought that most serial killers killed people like 
like that are pretty like uh close in proximity to them i feel like a serial killer me being like i'm a serial killer (laughs) i feel like a serial killer would like go for somebody that's no way associated to them because if they're smart they like would go for somebody that can't be tied back to them Hmm. at least i would think i put do serial killers kill their families or friends let's see it's called unconditional love what i don't know what popped up here this is majority of serial killers are not reclusive social misfits who live alone they are not monsters and may not appear strange many serial killers hide in plain sight with their communities serial murderers often have families and homes and gainfully employed and appear to be normal members of, of the community and work in retail that's just people yeah that's everyone work everyone. in retail they work it's retail just I'm a serial yeah. killer retails in Edmond. <laughs> literally it has road rage yeah. Um, <laughs> and glitter in their beard <laughs> literally um i mean they've got to be psychotic to put glitter in their beard right <laughs> well have you ever done like that serial test like serial killer test like they say that if someone yawns and you don't like yawn in response like you're em- it shows that you lack empathy and so therefore you are potentially a serial killer i feel like that's a lot <laughs> why I gotta yawn because they yawning why am I tired because they tired that's not mm. I mean yawns are very contagious I don't know if you've like thought, ever thought about it but like if you yeah. start thinking about yawning you usually yawn most of the time like I'm feeling a yawn but, coming on right now but yeah. I feel like lack of empathy is interesting but also <laughs> like Stop. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll see. Yep. Maybe we're circular, maybe not. Um, yeah. I, um, I that's interesting. Yeah. So, like, is it like a, like a psychiatric test or what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've just always heard that. Um, let me see. Yawn test. Let's see if it's a real thing. This is a quiz. Am I a serial killer? Um, on test. Because even like dogs, like they'll yawn if you yawn. See, this is what it says. So this is from insider.com. The researchers from Baylor University recruited 135 students and measured their personalities for uh, psychopathic traits. They then subjected them to a contagious yawning experiment. Those who scored highly on the um, psychopathic scale were much less likely to catch a yawn. That's interesting. So, I don't know. (laughs) This other one on psychology today. Why psychopaths are immune to contagious yawning? Now I'm like, do I yawn? I'm like, like analyzing myself now. I'm like, trying to figure so yeah, it out. Yeah, a lack of empathy has already been known to uh, relate to immunity to contagious yawning. Studies have shown, for example, that children on the autism spectrum are less likely to catch a yawn, but this is the first study to show its link to uh, psychopathy. Empathy may not be the only trait to play. Uh, psychopaths also exhibit fearlessness as a typical trait. 
So, I mean, I guess, like, it could be, like, one of many, but, like, it's, like, you know, it's just, like, a small indicator, obviously. Like, there's other, like, traits that you look for. I don't think, like... Right, 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 right. But... They're, like, the statistics of it are higher if... Yeah. So, when you're dating, you should just start yawning on your dates and see what, what happens. Oh my god, that's really good advice. Just like, are you a sociopath? <laughs> yeah. No, instantly yawn, yawn. Just like keep yawning over and over and see what happens. They're like, "Are you okay? Do you like need to go get some sleep? Like, you are worn out, huh?" <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired. You don't seem yeah, to be tired though. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, you don't seem to be very tired though, psychopath. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that day goes over smooth, literally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that would be an interesting, like, dating reality show. Like, are you dating a psychopath? And, like, it's just about, like, you trying to figure out if the individual is a psychopath. And, like, there's 15 bachelors and one of them is. Or This seems like a, a 2004 TV show on MTV, not a 2023 MTV <laughs> show. I don't know if this one would slide as well in 2023, you know? Yeah. I know. I think but, they'd you know. kind of come at the girls. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We'll have to find, like, some network that's not huge that could, like, sponsor it. Like Logo TV or something. Oh, Logo would do it. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be into that. I can see the commercials <laughs> now. Yeah. It's, like, it's definitely... Um, hosted by Tiffany Pollard, I bet. <laughs> Oh, I love her. Feels like a good one for her. Do you watch that show on VH1? I think it's VH1. It's called House of Villains. Okay, no, I have seen clips. I will tell you something crazy about me is I don't watch TV. Really? Yeah, I haven't turned the TV on in like... In fact, when all my stuff got stolen at the beginning of the year, my Apple TV got taken, so I haven't watched it at least this year. Your stuff got stolen? Yeah, that's a longer story, but uh, my Apple TV was part of that. So, like, that was in February. So, what, where are we at? Uh, 10 months. No, yeah. Wow. How does it feel? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's got to feel liberating to, like, just not be glued in front of the TV. Actually, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> Have you watched this? No. Sorry, I haven't watched it. It's like a constant, especially like in retail. Because it's like, oh my God, have you seen this thing? No. no I haven't. Sorry. sorry. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, I'm Amish. I don't own TVs. No, literally. If I be telling people that, they would believe it with this hat. I think there's <laughs> something about it. There's been multiple people I wear them at work, and there's multiple people that thought it was like, it was like a religious thing. Really? I was like... Yeah, I guess I should probably look into it. Maybe it is, but... Oh, I've seen them, like, popping up. Because those are, like, the mini beanies, right? Because they're not, like, a full beanie. I search, like, a fisherman beanie. Okay. On, on Amazon, where I buy these in a large pack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have a few that I made, but the ones oh, that really? are better. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I saw... Uh, um, Fashion Nova sent me an email with them, and I was like, interesting. They're, like, mini beanies. Yeah, um, all the reviews on Amazon kind of cracked me up because they're all like, these are the worst beanies ever. You should never buy these. They don't fit anybody's head, but it's all like people with hair. And then it's like any bad <laughs> person in the comment, like me, it's like, these are great. They Velcro to my head. I don't, they keep Aww. me warm. 
So you can tell that they're great for bald people, but they do not work for people with hair because they're like itty bitty. You have to like yeah. stretch out before they're ever good enough to like wear. <laughs> Aw, it's like a mini condom for your head. No, literally, it looks like, like if you roll them up just right, they look like little condoms. <laughs> or if you like, <laughs> it's like a little like oh, little condom. Funny. That is hilarious. All right, so your final what-if question. What if a magic potion allowed you to instantly swap lives with your favorite celebrity for the day? Who would it be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have celebrities you like? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I guess. Um <laughs> You can't say Shrek. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a hard one. I'm like, who do I care enough about to want to socialize with them? What about just like a regular, like any person? Doesn't have to be a celebrity. Um. Do you uh, know who Bronwyn Belmont is? That sounds really familiar. Uh, she's a drag artist here in KC. Uh, yes, I don't yes, know what yes. the, I, I need to know what the fuck's going on in that brain up there because that's not right. I need to know what's going on in there. I need yeah. to know how that thing operates. It, that's who I want to socialize for for a day. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that'd be she. She is. I've really enjoyed seeing her. I haven't been out in a long time, but like I think she's the one that did like the waiter with the pizza number right i think like a pizza i think box. so yeah 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 okay yeah her her and art's then... just like crazy she's done this like melting dress like oh. there's this video of like by the pool and she like dumps water on her and it's like the dress melts away into like a burlesque number oh, all kinds cool. of stuff she's done some like really cool crazy stuff and i just like live for i like know there's some crazy shit going on in that brain and i just want to or bite at it you know yeah <laughs> i love that well i'm yeah. not celebrities are beyond to me like i don't know there's not a lot of people on the screen that i'm just like i think i would even be that excited really? about meeting <laughs> tiffany maybe tiffany pollard <laughs> i'm sure she would be fun to kiki with <laughs> yeah yeah well um that's a really good segment you're talking about local drag and so yeah. um, tell the listeners who is siege and what is siege is it mr troll or like i think I think my favorite part is people not knowing what to call it. So, like, I'm Seeds the Troll, uh, C-E-E-J, oh, whoop, that one. Uh, And so, like, Siege has, like, always been my nickname. Um, The Trolls, because I'm, well, a troll. Uh, I have big old ears. To me, I love, like, the troll because it's bright and it's colorful, but it also is, like, the little troll dolls are kind of just, like, genderless like you can kind of just be they're not really little boys they're not really little girls they're just like 
like a gender like they're not they're not gender they're just like little little things yeah and so like i think i love that people don't really know what to call me um like pronoun me or whatever because it's kind of like the point yeah (laughs) like it's it's a genderless like it's my genderless expression like it it doesn't have to conform to like female or male clothing. It doesn't have to conform to like female or male colors or like rhinestones or no rhinestones or like high heels or flats, like silly little things that we associate to gender, like what people think can be female or male or like what ties those two things, it separates them. And so I kind of am just happy with whatever pronoun or the troll or uh, whatever you call it. I like, I like hearing what people associate it to. (laughs) Love that. So when you started creating this drag persona, like at the beginning of your career, what led you into the world of drag and you know like what just was that driving force that was like i want to do this and this is something that genuinely brings me joy i would say that it wasn't something i originally thought i ever would want to do necessarily um uh if you you know tapatio uh tapatio is a local like host and drag artist that I had messaged one time and I was like, hey, I love to like, so I like kind of knew Tapatio. I'd been in the scene a little bit. And I said like, hey, I want to make clothes and like make, do what I can to like get involved. Well, that took like two short steps. And then that was like, hey, well, why don't you just do drag? Cause whatever. So I was like, okay. Um, so I did one show and then it just went downhill from there. Um, I kind of started out as this like clown creature um, and I loved it. It was bright. It was fun. It was kind of dumb. It kind of still fit the same theme, but it, it just didn't bring enough of like what I wanted to bring. Like it, it kind of, I kind of gained a little bit more knowledge on like history of clowns and things like that. And um just from like becoming more aware of things, understanding that. And just it, it, I wanted to elevate my drag more into something else. Um, and so I took a wonderful stroll through uh, Spirit Halloween. And <laughs> I was looking and I, I wanted to just like, cause that's like a good place to, if you ever just want to like think of some things to add to like a costume or something, you just mm. walk through there, you can find all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And something struck me on just like troll. I think it was some bright colorful hair or something. And I, uh, of course, we have a local elf uh, in the Coventries. And so I, like, thought of, like, they kind of introduced me to the idea of, like, okay, well, drag doesn't have to be, like, a human. It can right. be something else. And, like, the more that I started, like, playing with this idea of, like, a troll, the more that it just made sense. Like, I love... Uh, like collecting things and making them into new things i love which is kind of like trolly i love bright colorful like hair bright colorful everything and that's very troll like glitter and then just like i don't know and then like the internet connotation of a troll of like just goofy and like plays jokes and devious and like Mm -hmm. I think it just worked so well and still works so well. Like it, it can, I continue to find ways to where it just makes sense for my art form. And like, mm-hmm. I love what has become of the creature itself. Yeah. And like people don't 
to me, like, I like art that is instantly recognizable, even if you don't exactly get it. Right. Like, um, not afraid to reference, if you will. And so, like, to me, it's something that people can look at and be like, I don't know what you're doing. And I get this a lot. I don't know what you're doing, but it's so fascinating and I love it. And, like, I think there's just a cohesion of like, I know what I'm doing and I know what it means to me. And so like people just fall in line with that. And the more, like I did a 12 week competition at Angles, uh, hosted by London, Davenport Rain. It was uh, called Supreme. And <clears throat> there's so many people from that, that like had no clue what I was, had no clue what I did when I first started. And then as it went on, it got to the point where they could so easily recognize something I did or like understand my style or something like that, that, I like the idea of like, I don't get what you're doing, but I think most people can get the reference if you know right. what I mean. Like, right. You can look at it and once you hear it's like a troll, like you just kind of get it, you know? Yeah. Right. And can continue to get it more. And that, that makes sense for most people, you know? Yeah. So like, paving you know you've you've paved your own way through this creating your own lane your own genre your own world of drag you know you've opened it you've extended the world of drag into a new direction like what has been the most challenging thing about having your vision having your heart set on what you know is true to you i i first like would like to agree extending yes there's been a long-standing like wide range of drag performers here in OKC for a while. Uh, like Rec Room was a big place where a lot of like the now creatures or like uh, more alternative drag performers like Tapatio, Q, like Tape, uh, many of like Ashalula, OKC's longstanding like kind of weirdo scene um, mm. kind of grew out of places like that. And um, I think that to like be a part of this like i think one thing that's grown my art a lot in the kind of, like the short time that i've been doing it has been really like sticking true to what i want to do mm -hmm. and not really caring what anybody else has to think and i've learned that kind of a lot from some of those people that have been doing it for a long time of like if you if you create a standard for yourself is what I like some of the best advice I've got is if you're creating a standard for yourself, <clears throat> people will see that standard and understand what you're about more. I feel like, and I feel like being true to yourself and doing exactly what you want to do makes your art shine so much brighter than anything else can. Yes. And like people recognize that, like, I feel like in drag, especially, there's a lot of people who just like, oh, I want to do drag because like it'll make me like cool or fun or whatever. But like, I feel like my whole thing is about drag in its art form. Like, mm. to me, drag is all about like expressing yourself in the way that you find best. Um, one of the best quotes, another good quote I've seen before that I really sticks to me a lot is like. Uh, one of the, the most the one of the coolest things about drag is that you have the ability to show the world that you can turn what's inside of you onto the outside okay. and show people people that like that you have the power to do that and that empowers people yeah. and i think that like i get this thing where people just come up to me 
and I think what just fuels my fire on like wanting to do what I do more and just get bigger and crazier and like crazier is like I, people come up to me all the time and they're like, I love this. Like it's fun. It's colorful. And they just get it again. They just get it. Like it's right. They don't get it, but they do. And it, it makes them happy in whatever way. And I think that's the biggest compliment of like being happy is because like I grew up in a little bitty small town being even wearing a bright colored shirt, like you uh-huh. become gay or like a faggot, whatever. And so like to now empower people that like you can kind of just do whatever you want. Like even in my day to day life, I I'm still siege that like drag siege the troll to me is like the ultimate form of myself. Like it's like like the Super Saiyan or whatever. Like it is the ultimate powered version. Like the troll mm-hmm. is the highest, but like I'm always siege. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. And so like I've always I always wear bright colors. I always like to like dress in like maybe a little bit more like gender fuck kind of clothing. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of like I can do what I want. Like like I might be this big broad dude, but yeah, I'm wearing a dress or like and yeah, that's so like yeah, I'm a dude wearing a dress, you know. But like, I don't know. I I like fashion, and I think that like mm-hmm. being myself is something I exude often. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I definitely have had to learn. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's really big. And like, I kind of got on a tangent. I don't know. But no, like, you're fine. I love this. I think it's kind of big in that too. Of like, I love being a part of a movement here that's about being yourself period uh, no matter what that is like am i like mentally a giant colorful troll like no but like i am the koozie like the cranky goodness gracious what words are saying <laughs> the kooky crazy person that comes along with all that makeup do you know what i mean like and i feel like it's just more of a attention grabber if anything mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. True. Yeah. Would um would you say that you know doing drag and dating, how do those two go hand in hand for you? Or like what challenges may would do you think you've experienced because of it? Or is there like is has it been easier? Like tell us about that. So like friends, we were having this conversation kind of not that long ago, a day or two ago. And, like, friends that do maybe more, like, female illusion drag, even they find it hard, like, I guess it's hard in general, I feel like, dating and drag. I feel like, and I wouldn't say it's a constant thing, because I definitely have met a few guys that have been, like, super into it, thought it was super cool. But I feel like it's an extra layer of trying to explain to people sometimes of, like, Mm -hmm. I'm a troll! (laughs) Like, (laughs) here's my instagram do with it what you will good luck you know uh hope you find peace in it hope it doesn't freak you out um like in your nightmares and or like sexually uh it's just like it is kind of fascinating i think that a problem and it's honestly probably an even worse problem in oklahoma of like people are so afraid to just be themselves yeah. And I think that a lot of the time, I wouldn't say a lot of the time, a lot of the time people just are weird about drag queens or drag yeah. performers. But I think that a lot of the time too, 
people can't handle the confidence that comes along with a performer. Because, like, I'm cocky. (laughs) I, like, I have been called big-headed. And I don't disagree with those statements. Uh, It's just a matter of, like, I know what I want. And I, I know that I, again, have that power to be who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people lack that. And I think that that can really freak people out. And I like, I think a big thing about that too is I know exactly what I want when it comes to dating or like meeting someone. And so like that freaks people out too. Right. And I'd say like a lot of that is it, right? But also people are just guys. Guys are very like afraid of femininity. Yes. Like even in the tone of voice or like mm-hmm. it's too like that's I feel like that is a big thing. Well, I think that there's just so much like toxic masculinity that's baked into even our community, you know, I think I see it a lot with this like it's almost like feminine like anything feminine threatens their masculinity or like it just yeah. like it's just a it's this huge attack on femininity and i think that like we we see that you know like i've i've seen it when i've dated people be like oh you're femme and i'm like i mean i really don't like being called femme because i think i'm myself i have femme traits i have mask traits i think i, right. I think everybody does like we have all the both energies it's just like people either mask and pretend to be more masculine Pun in, no pun intended, you know, but like, I do think that like, it's just one of these like stupid, outdated, like archaic ideas of like what people should be like or what people are attracted to, you know? Yeah, I think that it's really fascinating to see sometimes because like I'm like a tall, hairy dude, mm-hmm. the rather deep voice, like blah blah blah, and I think that it really throws guys off sometimes when it's like oh you do what (laughs) like because they are just so like tied to this idea that like big bearded man small feminine woman female equal small man equal big (laughs) yeah and it's just like not like that you know that's kind of like the whole reason i like it is because like Fuck gender norms are so stupid. Like, right. it's just so silly that we tie so much onto that silly little little itty bitty detail. Yep. Like right. even to the point of like not enjoying someone that you enjoy in every other aspect. Exactly. But exactly. what they spend their time doing. Yeah. Which is being entertaining at yeah. the end of the day. Making that money. Yeah. Sometimes. Wow. <laughs> I just put in a feather order for so much money and I don't even want to think about <laughs> for well, one month. Do you think, do you, would you agree that in Oklahoma, drag is not, let's see, I, I would say like the, that it's not compensated the way that it should be compensated no not in any way shape or form i i feel like so many of the businesses look at it as a 
business, right? So like they look at it in the way that, oh, well, if you're not bringing people, we're going to cancel your show. But you're also not incentivizing the people to bring people to the show. And, and I mean that in the way that like businesses think that you're just there to only make them money and that they don't have to front anything on top of that. Right. Like show promotion, actually promoting the shows through the flyer themselves. Like, and then they just give such little amount of money that it's kind of like, I, I would agree a hundred percent that it's just not, it's not taken seriously as it could be taken and right. profited off of. Right. Cause it's just, uh, I think that there's a really stellar scene here in OKC full of a wide variety of entertainers and in Tulsa. But I think that the lack of, I don't even want to say support because they are businesses at the end of the day, but the lack of interest in actually taking it seriously from the bars in OKC and the spaces in OKC is where that they lack. Yeah. And I know for sure in Tulsa, because there's literally only like one venue that they perform at now. Really? Only one? Pretty much. Like Majestic is the only place. Like they have a couple of restaurants that they do like brunches at but mm-hmm. aside from that that's not the only one that has shows anymore wow yeah and i and i often wonder you know like so i went to miami back in august and i went to their i don't know if you've been in miami or heard of the place called the palace and like they I've do like oh i think we lost siege there we go <laughs> we they <laughs> do um brunch but like I think it's like twice a day and like they sell out these shows and they charge like a hundred and something per person. They do bottomless drinks and then like you get a meal and like, so they're able to pay their entertainers livable wages, you know? And so like, I always wonder like, why not somewhere like this? We have such a cool drag scene, you know, that's, that's been one of the things that I've really loved watching the drag scene evolve is watching all these artists that um, have pushed the envelope and said, we're not going to conform to these outdated um, ideas of what drag it li- what, like is limiting about drag, you know? Cause I feel like the, there's, you know, historically been a lot of people who have tried to police what drag should look like. And so like this younger generation has said, fuck you, we're going to do it the way that we know drag should be done. And this is what feels right. And so they've kind of pushed those boundaries and created like so many different um versions of it and so many beautiful like so much beautiful art you know and like i think that like why can't we have that here we have so much talent locally but it's like why isn't there this value or like you know we're not able to like respect the art you know i think the problem a lot with okc and like even its queer scene is that and i'm sure you you know this i'm of like it's all older, like gay cis men mm-hmm. that run a lot of these businesses. And I think the problem that that runs into is they see a lot of it as like, oh, drag is female impersonation, cackity cat cat cow, you know? Um, and I see it from a couple of the venues. I won't say those specifically, but it's just uh, meant to be there to laugh at. I feel like more than it is to be there as an actual art form. And so I feel like we now are getting to this point to where 
people are kind of bored with just the like cackety cack cow and like always just like doing like this like traditional drag art form that they do want to see more of these like different types of performers and even like different enveloped forms it's like alternative like female impersonation like where it's more like punk rock stuff like that or right. like burlesque versions of that or like yes i feel like there's a lot of like subcategories within that even that aren't taken as seriously in drag yeah. um like you uh, i've heard of uh like places not booking performers because they do more burlesque drag and not like female in person like like and it's still female impersonation but it's like meant to be sexy right right and it's like they don't like that because it's like it's not the drag that they've haha laughed at for a long time and so i feel like they a lot of them take it as like oh this isn't a valid like career art form it's not a valid like form of self-expression you're just like here to like this is something you do for fun, right? What's like, it is something you do for fun, but it's also something you do like to express yourself, like to, to right. express your art, to like find new ways of being human, if you will. Yeah. Like, I feel like so many people discover and find who they are through drag. Like, yeah, so many, like, and I don't, this may sound like bad, but like so many trans women find out that they're trans through drag yeah. like you, yeah. you can really discover who you are through this art form and i think that a lot of the places here in okc just really and it's a general consensus i'm not the only one that believes this but like it's just people that don't see it what it could be yeah. i feel like you've you said it earlier kind of and it's so much of Drag in general, I feel like in OKC has had to be pioneered or paved by people that want to see it thrive. And the part that sucks lately is that you, you we have such little spaces that respect it in that way. Wow. And even so many of the great people that I started with even like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, I've yeah. like quit or kind of almost left entirely because... It's just not supported. And even like, even if the businesses don't have the money for that, like it's just not supported in a way that they even try. Right. Well, that's why like, you know, like I've heard of like artists who have left like Oklahoma in general to become bigger stars on TV shows. Um, don't look back anymore because they're like, when I was there, nobody like supported me. Like Oklahoma was not yeah. trying to, to, to push me to that next level. And now that they've become famous on, you know, alternative drag shows, like they're killing it, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's sad that it has to take that for people to respect someone's art, you know? It's bad that like, and not to say there's not a sense of community here, but there's not a sense of community. And it, it feels mm -hmm. like it's, we're finally getting to this point of it being built up. And like, I've had nothing but wonderful, nothing but wonderful people in the scene. Like, I yeah. feel like I can outweigh any negative people I've met in the scene by positive people tenfold. Yes. But like, I do think we lack an overall community. Okay, see, in its dating scene and it's just queer scene yeah. is very clicky. Um, yes. And I think that we find that a lot in the businesses too. 
Um, for so long, so many of the businesses had contracts on their drag queens that they did regularly book. Really? Of like, you just, you can't work here, you can't work there, because they all fight over each other. I worked for a short period for a place that, and I might be spilling tea, but it was just so much like, oh, well, let's not work with this place, let's not work with that place. Um, we can plan around their schedule. We can't plan around theirs. We want their, like, and I just think that one of the biggest things is like a lack of like actually wanting to see it thrive. It's all just about business down there. And I get it. You all are businesses. Yeah. You're all like bars pretty much trying to make some money. But at the end of the day, it's the community that puts the food on your table. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. One of the biggest questions from a lot of the business owners is like, I feel like how do they get more people in the door on the days that it's not busy? And what they don't realize is that it caters so much to the straight audience that the queer audience is gone. Like they're not exactly. actually there. Exactly. Um, and I feel like it's gonna take a lot for them to realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know, the the thing that I see that really makes me gives me hope is that there are a lot of those people that you mentioned earlier who are creating new lanes and creating new projects that are really cementing drag in such a different way, you know, instead of just like in a bar where like, you know, that's that a lot. Some people can't even access to go to a bar because they're not of age or, you know, some people don't drink, you know, we have a huge substance use problem in our community. And so I do think that um, creating these spaces where drag is not traditionally held or in other ways for it to be viewed besides just like in a club with people drinking, you know? Um, and that's 1, why- 1,000%. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when I, um, a while back when, when before COVID, you know, um, we with Yes Love were like wanting to try to help create like those uh, drag shows in like straight spaces. And so like bridging that with like the bars and talking to them and trying to like get that to to work and like you know the the few times that we were able to do that it was really awesome to see drag in straight bars or in um coffee shops you know um and it's just one of those things that like it's a lot of work because like you have to continue to push that and have people like realize that this is something that should be normalized and it doesn't have to be just in on the gay strip it can be drag can be everywhere it's art you know it's just I don't think people just give it the respect and the value that it that it holds. You know, like even your performance, you know, you did the other day. Um, so many people came to me after and were like, "Wow, I was blown away by that. I was like in tears. Like I needed to see this performance. It's it's what I was needing in my day. You know, and so like the fact that your art was that powerful was just like beautiful. And that's the kind of stuff we need is to be able to showcase drag and it's different layers of creativity that that it it holds you know yeah i think that drag queens are like i always say drag queens but it's just easier drag performers or like drag artists as a whole don't get seen as the kind of like queer influencers that they are not to like toot a horn or nothing but like drag queens and drag like drag artists are the ones that are on like the front line they're the ones out on the the in the bars every weekend meeting new people they're the bright colorful ones that everyone's attracted to they want to talk to we're the ones that like 
like I know so many people and even if I don't know them, like I'm aware of them, you know, and I feel like they just don't get seen as like how important they are in the community too. And like, I'm not just thinking of myself. Like I think of so many people and how we kind of wouldn't be where we are in some spaces yeah. without them today. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like, um, and I mean, in so many ways, obviously, but like even in our small OKC scene, like there's many of these bars that wouldn't be open if they didn't recognize the like yeah. long-standing money-making drag shows that happened in them far before the current owners own them. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, I oh no, that's my train of thought. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, you're you're right, hundred percent. Like I feel like, you know, like drag artists are like characters at Disneyland. Like it's like you see them and you're like, oh my gosh, you literally are the embodiment of this like magical thing, this magical place. And it's like you know, I remember just going out and like seeing like all these like gorgeous performers and like. Just like, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, and like just being excited to follow these artists and say, oh, I want to go catch this person's show. I want to see what they do, you know, and like continue right. to stick with them. Um, because like, honestly, like even when you started coming on the scene, there were a few other people that I hadn't seen that were pretty new to me at that time that came out around the same time you did. And like just watching where their career has grown, you know, to like, where they're at today, you know? Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, I think Beaumont, um, uh, Absinthe, I think, was, like, pretty brand new then, too. Um, yeah. And I forget who else. There was quite a few, you know? And it was just yeah. interesting to see where everyone's um, evolved to. Yeah. I, I feel like um, kind of on that same, like, it drag queens and drag performers have always been on like the front line and i already said that but i mean <laughs> i'm trying to figure out where i was because that kind of ties into that too <laughs> but i i think it is fascinating and we kind of talk a little bit sometimes about the kind of generations of drag right and how i think it's fascinating to see how much stuff kind of gets like how important drag is in the community. Like it really like empowers people. I think it goes back to the being loud and proud thing and like feeling like Siege's Siege's role is like my higher form of that of like I like the idea of like we need the people in our community being loud and proud and showing people that there's that evolution of becoming of yourself. Like I feel like it kind of ties in that same way of like watching people evolve into their true self is like cool to see. It's cool to see. Yeah. Like, I think that's why we have this fondness to open talents yeah. Uh, or we have this fondness to like, heck, I'm excited. Tomorrow's the Frankie's open talent. It's uh, right. it once a month. Giving. And so wow. I like to go every Tuesday now. Cause it's like, it's great to see like, people learning how to be themselves, learning yeah. their empowerment, learning the beauty of this art form, you know, like, yeah. I think that that's why they become such like pillars in the community of like, it's a really inspirational to watch 
the people in front of you grow like yeah and see how they evolve yeah i love that because like you know it is it's a lot of work but it's also like such a freeing form of expression um you know it's funny because like i think for the longest time like i've had some people in in the drag world like ask me like hey do you you sure you don't want to do this like you you know like i could be your like drag mom and i'm like no i don't know like i think there's like 40 percent of me that's like that would be kind of fun and i fantasize about it but i'm just like that is so much work and so much commitment like it's not easy you know it is it's it is a commitment you know and so i i definitely like admire everything that all of you do you know um it's just it's it needs to be respected more and it needs to be paid the the way that it it should you know yeah and i i think that's something that's slowly being fought in okc it's like recognizing that but you know it's a slow fight and i think it's going to take more and more people just standing up about it to fix it and uh, yeah yeah, I don't know where I was going to. <laughs> Does Siege have like a family or like what is the origin of Siege? Um, you know, I've never thought much of like the origin of like what Siege is. Um, I have like drag family, but they don't really fall under the troll like okay. essence. They do in the way of like colorful theatricality and like pushing the ideas of like what drag is. But they don't fall under the troll name. I think that, like, the troll just is. <laughs> like, it kind of, it it spawned. Because, like, I like the idea that, like, I'm, like, a little troll doll, kind of. But, like, I pull a lot of inspiration from, like, it is almost like a healing your inner child thing of, like, you can be anything you want. Because, like the little troll dolls always have like the little costume additions, right? Like there was a little yeah. firefighter, the little like this farmer. or that. And so I, yeah, the little farmer, the little Ronald McDonald special edition one, like it was always something different. And so to me, like I was just created in a factory somewhere, but like I mutated <laughs> like, like it's, Cause it's kind of like a magical thing too. I always said that Siege the Troll was kind of a hologram, Ooh. in the term that it could instantly be something else, um, and that's why there's so much like glitter involved. And like sometimes I have like streaks and stuff. A lot of the time I do streaks, and I try to carry them through everything. In fact, I'm working on this look right now where it's like feathers all the way down, like like not feathers but like feathers are the stripe and then like it goes all the way down through the whole body like the outfit has a blue stripe and then like there's a blue stripe through my beard and up through the headpiece wow but like to me it's because it's like a hologram right and like it kind of is creating constantly yeah it's constantly kind of changing and evolving so like it kind of gets mixed and mashed sometimes so the color is kind of like mix and match sometimes and so like to me it's just kind of like a it just is the troll just is you know it doesn't fit within any any boundaries of existence if you will yeah so what um kind of wrapping that up like what is the next evolution you know you've evolved from pikachu to raichu what is that mega like evolution that comes next i i think that 
I don't want to look at it as a next step, next step, next step. I think that you should constantly evolve. Okay. I I think of it more of like, uh, is it Digimon where they add the parts on? Like, uh, there's another one where they like they do upgrades or something. Okay. But like, re- regardless of the point, like I for me, the next step is just continuing to evolve what the troll is. Um, I think that I want to. I, I I've, like a pageantry is a big thing in the community of 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 uh, drag, and I think that when I first kind of started, I didn't understand that pageantry is kind of also meant to be like one of those things where I represent this, yep. you know. Uh, so like uh, it's not just about like competing and be the prettiest girl at the party. Uh, it's about like you represent this like you're representing our title and you're representing our our like state or you're representing this like and it's about being a beacon for that yeah and i think i've kind of learned from that like i've kind of taken a step back these past couple months on like my own hosted shows and things like that i think i've decided like my next step is going to be more like community-based stuff i think that like trying to do more open talents uh a lack of those like trying to get more of that newer community like helping people understand what they want to do and who they want to be and open talents not just drag you know like give our community an opportunity to feel community you know um and i think that i for the troll i want to see more like just more like i want to possibly do more stuff as siege more so than the troll maybe Mm -hmm. like uh I've been wanting to work on like a fashion line for a while and stuff like that. But I think in the next year I see myself like evolving what people see as seeds of troll, like make it bigger, make it crazier. And I keep telling everybody that they're going to be sick of me by the end of next year. Cause I want to evolve it beyond a point that what Oklahoma understands of drag. And that like, sounds like a lot, but yeah. I got a big head, baby. <laughs> I I think we, you know, like I'm a big dreamer. And so like, I hear you and all I, I like, I'm thinking in my head is like, how cool would that be? 2024 siege uh, collaboration with mixtape and just like a giant wild troll forest or party. And like, you know, just madness. Like I, 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 I want, I want so badly, and I the more I think, I was offered it in Tulsa, and it just it didn't work out right. It didn't seem like the right space, blah blah. blah. But I want an exhibit. I think I want Siege the exhibit. Like I want to put some of my art in there, and I want to just really like do something immersive, like yeah. really create the world of the troll, if you will. So and, we should definitely talk because we've been in mm-hmm. talks of uh, putting something together like this ish, and this is probably another conversation off of here. But yeah. we should definitely talk because um, yeah, we'll see what there. develops. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think twenty twenty. Like I've totally told myself I'm gonna take a break on things I'm doing, but there's so much in my head that I'm like, how beautiful could this be, you know? And so we'll talk. We'll 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 get it out. But T. is there but yeah. last question? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. 
just art. I I'm finally in the space where I can make art. And so I'm excited to see what the trolls got for y'all. I I constantly surprise myself sometimes. And so I'm I'm excited to see what I have in store for <laughs> 2024. Love that. Love that. Um, final question. Is there any future in one that uh the troll would compete on any type of reality show? You know, I have thought about that for the troll recently. I love us referring it to the as the troll now. Um, <laughs> you know, as we stand, I think it's hard to say that there's a TV show that I would be able to compete on. Um, you know, I I don't consider myself like a monster, mm-hmm. whereas I kind of am. So like something like Dragula is kind of interesting and I'm a baby, so I ain't no one stapling shit to me. I ain't eating no bugs. Like I'm out quick. Um there's like there's a show called Camp One Kiki. Okay. Um I've been told I should do that one. Don't know about that. I you know, I really like to think that maybe in a few years I'll be the first US bearded queen. Uh, and the first yeah. otherworldly girl uh, on Drag Race. Maybe there's big I, hopes. Who knows? You know, I, I think that one thing to keep in mind is, like, what you said about the pageant system. You're representing yourself through this platform. And so I hope that Drag Race challenges itself to evolve beyond that, you know? Because there has been a lot of, like, yeah. problematic limitations and just like very binary thinking even within that show and so i do think that we're seeing a little bit more push against that and so hopefully yeah you know there is more challenge to rupaul to like to to, to evolve you know and so yeah um we you know with dragula we do see like a lot more non-binary transgender um drag performers you know um drag kings you know and i think that that's you know this is another conversation we could go on for days but like you know i've even been seeing a lot of conversations in our community about drag kings talking about like hey we need the respect within drag that they don't get represented you know like drag queens and so like i i think that 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 is a very solid um thing and we need to see more of this representation opened up to more than just these like binary ideas of what drag is you know I I agree, and I think that it's something that we could definitely see on something as big as Drag Race, because uh, they, I think it's just something that it's the direction we'll go in eventually. But I don't know. I I would like to see, like, just my art in general in some type of large space someday. So like, I I'm not one to stray away from a challenge. So like, who knows? I would love to be like. I, I can tell you where I want to be maybe someday. The show that I will probably try out before I do Drag Race is probably Big Brother. Oh, I love Big Brother. And I think I would eat them up. And yeah. I would want to be a troll in there too. And I think okay. that is where I want to take my drag. I want to take it somewhere where people are going to be like, what the hell is this guy doing here? And I think something like Big Brother would be fun. <laughs> it's my drag race. <laughs> Let's get you on there. I will vote. I will do whatever we need to do to get you on. You know, the uh, the people that do the casting for it are in OKC often. Really? Mm-hmm. Doing what? 
they like they do casting the people that cast for it their little job is to go to cities sometimes and like scout people Interesting. half of big brother and half of uh the challenge i think it is are casted in the way that they like go out and hunt people down really but we haven't so had maybe, any oklahoma city representation right um no i i think that they there was maybe one or two but uh dallas is big for it dallas you can is where a lot of people get casted from actually mm. but they'll say they're from other places okay yeah because they're technically not from Dallas, they're from here or whatever, but they grew up in Dallas. Right. So, but like, yeah, you know, like, I think it would be cool to like, bring drag or like bring, I don't know, I could see myself evolving myself to a point where it wants to be seen on a bigger platform, but what that platform is, I don't know, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is the sky's the limit, you know, like, Oklahoma in general needs to be put more on the map um, in these competitions and be represented. And that's why when I see like any Oklahoma like talent get represented on like big competition shows, I'm like, yeah, I'm voting for them. You know, like there we had that um, girl from Tulsa who's Korean um, and she was on that. Uh, she's a K-pop artist and she won like American Song Contest. Um, we had, oh, uh, we had some other. Yeah. Um, we had some other people on, like, I don't know if it's, like, prod- no. It's one of those, like, design shows, like, um, the Amazon one. I can't remember. People from Oklahoma oh, City yeah. on that. Um, my friend uh, was, like, top five on Amer- uh, America's Next Top Model. Um, and she's from uh, Ardmore, you know. Um, so, like, some people making waves. It's just one of those things that, like, we need more representation and what perfect way than a troll. Like that's just like in itself is like such a seductive, like idea for a show. Like interesting. Like you can get so much out of that. It's, it's silly in a way that people recognize what it's going on. And that's just the best part. I feel like, and I feel like, okay, see, it's getting, it'll, it is getting big. In some way, shape, or form, mark my words, in the next few years, OKC is going to be, like, a huge destination. And I think that a lot of that has to do with its individuality that grew through COVID with restaurants. And I think that it's growing through its individuality through individuality through art. Yes. In its whole entirety. Yes. Because, uh, like, Oklahoma's, like, highest ranking, one of the highest ranking in, like, public public murals. It's, like... It's getting up there, and it's only getting bigger, and it's only getting better, and it's it's literally only getting better. Like the biking lanes are putting in and stuff like that. Like I never thought I would be excited to say it, but I'm excited to live in Oklahoma City for the next few years. Like I think it really has. I I'm excited to be a part of what is happening in OKC. You know, that's beautiful. I think it's a big thing. All right, so we're going to play one last game before we kind of wrap up this episode. Um, I could talk to you all day, like, but we need to wrap up. I know, this is fun. (laughs) So um, this game is called Song Song Association. So I'm going to give you six words, one at a time, and you're going to have 15 seconds to come up with a song that has that word in it, and you're going to sing the song using that word in it. Oh, God. I have to, like, create a song? No, 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 no. So, like, if I say um, Circle, you could sing, like, the the lyrics from Circle of Life, you know, like, as long as the word is in that song that you're singing. 
So we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> or you could rap. If you're a rapper, you can rap. Um, oh, God. He's <laughs> the rapping troll. Oh, my God. I did. We're going to make this really quick on this, this statement. I used to be in this thing called Skills USA where you did like, uh, like it was like a, anyway, it was for like a, a technical school and I ran and I got in front of about uh, three or four hundred people and rapped my speech. What? And, and you know, I'm glad that I don't have that paper anymore and I'm glad no one recorded it because uh. it was something. Yeah, we don't need to talk more about that, but that's just a small <laughs> little backstory about me. It, listen, I thought I could rap at one point. I don't know if I could or not, but I'm glad there's no evidential proof. Um, we're going to see how this goes because <laughs> I'm also tone deaf. My uh, husband, before we, well, early when he was younger he used to rap and so i have some of his music um and he would die if anyone ever heard it now because he's like yeah that's not me anymore but he really wanted to that's so funny yeah he used to legit like he had um an album that was like about uh songs he would want to collaborate on and so he would write raps to that and record them so like yeah super cute that's kind of cool yeah (laughs) yeah all right. that for him. So first word, you got 15 seconds, is shake. 15 seconds for shake, go. Oh, I just sing a song with it, in it? Yeah, like shake it off, shake it off. Good People job. going to hear my terrible that. singing. That's okay, you got it. All right. Second word is celebrate. 15 seconds for celebrate, go. Celebrate good times. Come on. Yeah. do 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 Third word is money. Money, 15 seconds, go. It's all about the money, money, money. We don't need the money, money, money. It's all about the price tag. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Price tag? Is it price tag by Jesse J? All right. So you got three out of six so far. So let's see how you do with other half. So the fourth word is stars. 15 seconds for stars, go. Uh, what's that One Republic song? Lately, I've been, I've been chasing stars. Okay. Yeah. I could name a thousand star songs. I love stars. Okay. <laughs> Hearts and stars. Hearts and stars. All right. Fifth one. The word is feel. 15 seconds for feel, go. Oh, do you know that? Ooh, uh, what is it? Uh, Touch me like an electric feel uh, by MGMT. Yeah. Uh, ooh, girl, do do. Yeah. I want to perform drag to that song. I need to do that one. You should. Wow, you got five out of six. So here's the last one. Let's see if you can make a full 100%. The final word is technology. 15 seconds for technology. Oh, go. my God. <laughs> I feel like I know, like, technologic. A technologic, I'm an, a technology. Hmm. That's a good one. I don't know that I know one. Time. I could think of one. Um, I'm thinking of 50 Cent, and I think it's Justin Timberlake. Like, Ayo, um, you got me using this technology, you know, like, you know that song? I think I may know what you're talking about, but I couldn't sing it for you. I know there's that, like, uh, and not Dead Mouse song, the freaking uh, who's the two dudes with the giant helmets? Uh, yeah, that's Dead Mouse. Is it? Yeah. Oh no, 
uh, Daft Punk. Daft Punk, yeah. Where they're like, it's technologic, where it's like, move it harder, makes it better, move it faster, takes it stronger, or they never, or after our word is never over. Okay, okay. I was like, wait. I feel like that song probably has technology in it, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> Close. Five out of six, though. You did You did really good, especially for being nervous. I got it right right till the very end, yeah. yeah. I guess, like, I do listen to songs as, like, part of my, like, drag. <laughs> like, you kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. you never know what your strengths are, you know? <laughs> Well, Siege, it's been such a pleasure having you on. Yes. Where can our listeners keep up with you and what like what cool things you have in the works that they should keep an eye out for? Um, well, you can find me absolutely everywhere, including Cash App and Bidmo at Siege the Troll. <laughs> and Instagram okay, and Facebook. Yeah, I haven't had people do that yet, okay? You can also find me at SiegeTheTroll.com, uh, where I sell all my wonderful merch, hats, shirts, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, and I would say what is next for the troll? Um, I think just getting crazier and stupider and finding new ways to annoy the crap out of people, honestly. <laughs> in the way of, like, throwing my art in their face. I love just finding new ways to put my art out there and i'm excited to see what that brings into 2024 especially with the pageants i plan to run for so expect to see a crown on my head at least by the end of the year next year (laughs) because i'm not giving up till i got one (laughs) well listener you have it you can follow siege on all social platforms including cash app and venmo um, <laughs> if you really, really liked this episode. If you love Siege the Troll, you want to support Siege, send a little Venmo or Cash App. And while you're doing that, also go but on. But follow me on Insta mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also go on any platform that allows you to give this episode a rating and give us five star rating. If you don't, we may have to throw glitter at your eyes and it may like totally cut your eyes. So let's just avoid that. Give five stars, send Siege a little love, and you'll be fine. So yeah, yeah. listeners. Yeah. And if your eyes aren't strong enough for it, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like like Siege uses contacts and fights it back. So y'all You'll be fine. Yeah. Fi- follow us on Instagram, Facebook. It's giving what if. If you want to send an email, it's giving what if at gmail.com. And then just go on our uh profile, click on our link, and you can send us a voice memo. You can buy me a coffee, whatever you want, but show us some love. Support local drag and thank y'all for listening. Yes. Bye, y'all. Bye.